And that's why we are going to be considering together this morning a message titled Preparation for a Successful Harvest. Preparation for a Successful Harvest. Praise the Lord. In fact, there is a wise saying that failure to prepare is to prepare to fail. That means for us to harvest, we need to prepare. My prayer for us is we will not fail in Jesus' name. But I will, I will, before we go into the preparation for a successful harvest, I will want us to ask ourselves a question. What do we mean by harvest? Or when we say harvesting, what do we mean? Just to put it in a simple and layman uh, definition. Harvesting means the process of gathering a ripe crop from the fields. We have the feed and we have crops. But when we are harvesting, the expectation is for us to harvest the ripe crops, not the unripe one. Praise the Lord. Not the weed. Praise the Lord. And in, in the book of John chapter 4, from verse 35 to 38, the Bible made us to understand that, do, do you not say, Jesus was telling his disciples, do you not say, there are still four months, and then come the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. He's asking us in Jesus' house to run to. Look outside there at the field. For they are already white for harvest. That miracle we are expecting is already ripe for harvest. That job we are looking for is already ripe for harvest. That healing, that breakthrough, God is telling us Look outside there at the field. They are already there for you to harvest. Praise the Lord. And I'll quickly go to verse 37. For in this saying is true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored. And you have entered into their labors. Praise the Lord. We'll discuss a little bit later about that, that verse. And when we go to, verse, I mean, the book of Matthew chapter 13, from verse 27 to 30. I will just read verse 30. Let both grow together until the harvest. At the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tears and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. If you pay attention to the two verses we read, we can identify two types of harvest there. The first one, you sow, you prune, and you harvest. That's one. The second one, Someone labored. So, maybe another one, prune. Maybe your own 
responsibility is to harvest. Because when you look at John 4, in verse 38, verse 37 to 38, Jesus was telling his disciples, I am sending you into the, into the field where you have not labored. Someone so, someone labor, but your responsibility is to go and harvest. Why am I saying this? Maybe there is someone there that is thinking. I'm just hearing it. This month is the month of harvest. I have not sowed anything. I have not labored. Then this message is not for me. It's for you. Praise the Lord. It's for you. Because we serve the God of harvest. And in as much as you identify with that God, I can assure you that your harvest is on the way. And you will not miss it in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. What are the attributes of harvest? What can we say are the attributes of harvest? We are just building up before we get into the main message. Number one, most of the time when we harvest, what we get back is a multitude. When you sow a corn, you may eventually, when you are harvesting, you may eventually have two cobs of corn. Each cob may contain like 400 corns. That means you sow just one, you have like 400 in return. Praise the Lord. So harvest most of the time always outnumber the seed that we sow. Jesus corroborated this in the book of Matthew chapter 9 in verse 37. He was telling us and his disciples. He said, the harvest is plenteous. Praise the Lord. What is the second attribute of harvest? It's very precious. It's very precious. Why do I say this? It involves labors of so many people. Labors at different stages. The sowing. For some of us that, that have participated in farming before, you will agree with me. To sow a seed, to prune, remove the weed, and so on and so forth. They are not very easy. That's why when you are harvesting, those seeds, those crops you are harvesting, they are very, very precious. Harvesting has to be timely. That's the third attribute. It has to be timely. Why it has to be timely? Because most of the time when you see the crop, say for example, if you plant tomato, when that tomato is ripe, if you refuse to harvest it, before you know it, it starts getting rotten, falling on the ground. And if, if possible, it may fall into the, into, into the wrong hand. I pray that our blessing will not fall into the wrong hand in the name of Jesus. So, with all these attributes that we've considered, what are the preparations that we need to make for a successful harvest? The first one, you have to know your crop. 
Praise the Lord. We have to know our crop. Otherwise, when we go into the field, if you don't know your crop, you don't know how a corn look like or a cassava look like. When you get to the farm, you may be harvesting a weed and you think you are thinking you are harvesting a corn. Am I right? Know your crop. Know your crop. We are in the month of harvest. What do you want to harvest? What do you want to harvest? What you want to harvest may be different from what I want to harvest. To some, it may be in the area of career. To some, it may be in the area of fruit of the womb. If you don't know your harvest, and maybe your own is career, and you hear somebody praying for the fruit of the womb, I say, oh, that looks good. Maybe I should add that to my harvest too. Praise the Lord. If you are married, you better discuss with your spouse before you add that to your harvest. Praise the Lord. Know your harvest is very, very important. So when you know the seed you sow and the crop you are expecting to harvest, it helps you to pick the right fruit during harvest. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, in verse 23, Paul is telling us something there. He said, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. That one that edifies you, identify it. That one that is the harvest, the crop you need. Identify it. Know it. Know it. Praise the Lord. And in the, the text message where we read, and, and I remember I said we are going to get there. We are still going to discuss a little bit about that. You remember when that, 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 that sower, when his servant, they said, Master, we saw a good seed. We can see that in the book of John chapter 4 from verse 35 to 38. They said, Master, we saw a good seed. How come we see, we are seeing tears? Not only the seed that we saw. Can we go into the field and just remove the weeds? The master said, no, 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 no. When you are removing the weed, you may make mistake and remove the crop, the good one. But make sure, just let's leave them together. Let them grow together. During harvest, what will I do? I will tell the servant to first of all, gather the weeds, harvest the weed, and burn them. Praise the Lord. That means if you don't identify your crop, it's, it's possible to be harvesting what is wrong. God will help us in Jesus' name. What is the other one? The other preparation that we need to do? Understand the time. Understand the time. The Bible made, up, made us to understand that there is time for everything. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, from verse 1 to 2, there is time for everything. Time to sow. Time to reap. Understand the time. 
when the crop is ripe, if it's going to be last, if it's going to last for one month, and you waited for two or three months before you start going to the field to harvest, you may not get anything. Understand the time. Praise the Lord. What is the third preparation we have to make? Prepare your equipment. You will all agree with me. There is no way you will do farming without having equipment. You can't harvest without having equipment. Prepare your equipment. In Joel chapter 3, verse 13, the Bible says, Put in the sickle. Joel 3, 13. Put in the sickle. For the harvest is ripe. Come, go down. For the wine press is full. The vats overflow, for their wickedness is great. But when you look at the first part of that verse, the Bible mentions mention siku, wine press. What is a siku? It's a sharp instrument that is used to cut crops during harvest. It's an instrument that is meant for harvesting. What is a wine press? It's a press that is used to extract juice from the fruit. God is telling us, prepare your equipment. Put in the sickle. The question that may come to the mind of many of us is, what are the equipments that I need? We are talking about spiritual harvesting here. Not that I cultivated a, a, a farm for, for maize and I need, I need to harvest maize. What are the equipment that I need? We just quickly go through three of them. The first one is the word of God. The word of God. As Christians, we can't do without it. It's our strength. We have to live in it, live by it. Live for it. The word of God. In the book of Hebrews chapter 4, in verse 12, the Bible says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It's alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It can cut. The Bible says, cutting between soul and spirit. Between joint and marrow. Leverage the word of God. During this season of harvest, the word of God is very critical. You can't do without it. The words we speak has direct or indirect impact on our harvest. What is the word that comes out of your mouth? Are you deriving those words from the word of God or not? Let us use the word of God to harvest our miracles. Let's use the word of God to harvest our blessings. Let's use the word of God to move those mountains. To command those healings to come. Let's use the word of God to bring down everything we are believing God for. Amen. What is the other weapon? The other instrument that we need. 
faith. Hebrews 11, chapter 6, the Bible says, it's not possible to please God without faith. Praise the Lord. It's not possible to please God without faith. We reap our harvest the same way we acquire every other thing in life by faith. Our faith can cut down the crops and bring in the harvest for us. I'll quickly go to the top to the third equipment that we need. Prayer. There is this Bible verse that we all know, very popular. Philippians chapter 4, in verse 6 to 7. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer. Don't trouble yourself because of anything. If that seed is not germinating properly, don't trouble yourself. If you look at it and you think, oh, today is July 11, the month is coming to an end. Will I be able to have my harvest? Don't trouble yourself. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. What is the application of this? Most of the time for, us, for some of us that we've engaged in farming, when we look at the crops we've planted and we realize those crops are not germinating the way we, we expect them to germinate, what do we do? We look for fertilizer, manure. We had fertilizer to eat. And before you know it, you see those gray leaves, turning green. You see those stunted growth uh, crops coming up, I mean, coming up very well. We need to apply the same thing. When we think the seeds that we've planted are not growing the way we expect them to grow. And we are thinking the harvest may not, may not come the way we expect them to come out. Apply the, fertil the spiritual fertilizer. The word of God, our faith, our prayer. Don't worry, don't be anxious. I want us to just be reminded that the sharper the equipment that we have, the easier it becomes for us to harvest. The sharper the equipment that we have, the easier it becomes for us to harvest. Sharpen your equipment properly through the word of God, our faith, prayers. As we do so, God will help us in Jesus' name. When we are harvesting, we need to have a storage, right? Otherwise, we see the crops everywhere. So the next preparation is storage. And someone may want to ask me and say, what type of storage? How do I prepare for storage? I want us to just quickly look at the book of Leviticus chapter 26, from verse 9 to 10. Leviticus 26, 9 to 10. 
He said, I will look on you with favor and make you fruitful and increase your numbers. And I will keep my covenant with you. In verse 10, you will still be eating last year's harvest when, when you will have to move it out to make room for the new. When the Bible is saying eating last year's harvest, that means last year's harvest was stored. Storage is key and important. And another thing that came to mind, that woman with prophet Elisha, the wife of, of the, I mean, the wife of the son of the prophet, that came to Elisha and complained, oh, my husband is dead, and some people came, they wanted to take away my children. What did Elisha, what did, what did Elisha tell the, the woman? Bring empty vessels. We can see that in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, in verse 6. But I want us to pay attention to the last part of that verse. The Bible says, now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. What did they tell her? And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. When there were empty vessels, the oil was flowing. When there was no empty vessel, the oil sees. The bigger your storage, the bigger the harvest that God will bring upon your life. So prepare your storage. How do we do that? Give to God. Malachi, in the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 10, God said, bring to the storehouse. Test me if I will not pour. That means when we give, he pours. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How do we prepare for our storehouse again? We give to those who I need. We give to those who I need. My prayer for us is, as we do this, God will continue to bless us mightily in Jesus' name. The question is, how big is your storage? How big is your storage? The last preparation we have to make, we should not neglect that. You have to be connected to the God of harvest. There is a God of harvest. When you sow a seed, when the farmer sows a seed, the farmer just drop the seed and go back home and sleep. Doesn't know what happened to the seed. Just sees the seed, the seed germinating. And you will agree with me. Not every seed that is considered to be viable germinates. Malachi, in the book of Matthew chapter 9, in verse 38, the Bible says, Therefore pray the Lord of harvest to send out laborers into, into his harvest. Therefore pray the Lord of harvest to send laborers out into his harvest. There is Lord of harvest. Be connected to that Lord. In Amos chapter 4, in verse 7, the Bible made us to understand that God 
is the worm that breathed on the seed to grow. Is the one that bring that breathe on the crop to bring forth fruit. And in the book of Daniel, chapter eleven, verse thirty-two, the Bible says, "Those that know their God will be strong, and they will do exploits." Harvest requires energy. It may be tasking. But the Bible says, those that know their God, they will be strong and they will do exploit. My prayer for us is, in this season of harvest, we will not be weary in the name of Jesus. We will not miss our harvest in the name of Jesus. And I want us to just talk to God. But before we talk to God, just like I mentioned, you have to be connected to the God of harvest in case you are there. You are not connected to the God of harvest. It's an opportunity to, I mean, for you to be connected to that God. When you are connected to that God, it makes life easier. It makes harvesting easier. Your journey in life, I mean, becomes his responsibility and he guides you. As you do so, my prayer for you is God will continue to uphold you and order your steps in Jesus' name. I just want us to pray. Technically, if you can help me with the book of Leviticus chapter 26. Leviticus chapter 26 from verse 9 to 10. We are going to be combining three or four prayers there. The Bible says, I will look on you with favor and make you fruitful and increase your numbers. And I will keep my covenant with you. I want us to talk to God. Look on me with your favor. Look on me with your favor. In this season of harvest, look on me with your favor. Make me to be fruitful, O God. Increase me on all sides. Increase me on all sides. Bring to pass, O God, every covenant you have for my life. Bring them to fulfillment, O God. Lord, we bless you. We give glory to you. We appreciate your name, O Lord. Be exalted in Jesus' name. Lord, your word that has gone out, O God, we pray that you breathe on it. It will not return void in the name of Jesus. You will use that word to strengthen us, to encourage us, to uphold us, to bless us mightily in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.